Let's get to hopping! What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on your Wednesday, January 5th. How's everybody doing out there, huh? How's it going? Good to see you guys, always. Let's talk some movies. Obviously, we got, you know, the subjects that are at hand right here. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure if you want to join and become a member, the join button's right there. You got the Patreon right there. And we got the Film Junkie Closet down there somewhere. All kinds of links. Everything's down there. So make sure you guys do all that. And if you're watching this later, hey, guess what? You want to jump chapters? It'll be chaptered out. Hey, how's everybody going? Let's see. Who's out there? We're already having a party. What's going on, Mr. Andrew Hughes? Derailing Gaming. Good to see you. Nicotina is here. A video game, a holic, Caleb Baxter. What's up, bud? Ah, we got Lane also here. Eric Patterson, always good to see you. Malcolm, what's up? How you doing? How you doing? We got Fear Jason. The simps are in. Hello, darling. That's right. Hello there. Man, when are we gonna? Did we get a premiere date for Kenobi yet? I mean, seriously, where's where's that at? Where is that? Who knows? But. Hopefully soon. We'll get that soon. We got Selena Kyle right here. Yes. Kicking goals. Kicking goals. Are oh, you talking about the goals of this year? <laughs> Hopefully. But uh, you know, thanks for showing up, Dane. Ahoy, hoy, Mr. Jason McKenzie. Always good to see you, bud. Always good to see you. All right. Yeah. What's up, buddy? What's up? Yeah. It does sound a little terrible, right, fellow junkies? We're film junkies, though. At least there's that. At least there's that. Uh, yep. All right. Good. Well, we'll talk about that because that's, uh, I mean, that's kind of a, you know, it's a different, it's a different kind of, uh, hashtag that I wasn't really aware of. So I figured why not talk about kind of a slow news day given the, the, uh, the past couple of days, you know, finally things have calmed down a little bit. So what can I do? What can you do? You know, legend. Good to see ya. Yeah. Steve Pena, 1980s action star aviators. You know, you know, I have aviators. That's my uh, glass, sunglass of choice. What's going on, J.D. McRae? Good to see ya, Gator Girl. What's up? Is Toby interested as Andrew? I don't know. That's that's the question. That's the question. I mean, there is something interesting that is about when it comes to future Spider-Man movies. There is, uh, I mean, one of the things is they both signed on without even really knowing the story. I mean, I, I think they, that kind of, that, 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 that says a lot right there. That definitely says a lot. The fact that they, they signed on and were like, yeah, we just want to do it without even knowing what the story was, really. So, uh, what's going on, Paul Smith? Hiya, hiya, hiya. Hiya. Let's see. Mama's here. That's right. Mama Film Junkie is here. Sorry. <laughs> Almost missed that. Hi, Mom. Love you. See you hopefully this weekend. Yes. 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 Ah, who wants to get banned? That's right. Wonder Meg's out for blood. She's always out for blood, so you don't, don't, don't mess with her, guys. Don't mess with Wonder Meg. She will, she will ban you. What's going on, Mark? Good to see ya. All right, man. We've got a party going on right here. No more. I know. Well, I think she's had it. Like she said, she said she sent out that last tweet, and that was gonna be it. That was gonna be it, and she just kind of like walked away, walked away. That's what it was. That's pretty much what it was when it came to Grace. When it came to how shall I say? Yeah, so we'll see. What's going on, Andrew? Good to see you. Hi, hi, Rosemary. How you doing? Uh, always good to see you. 
of course, hopefully you're having a good day. Good, 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 good day. Who's out there? We are, we are getting audio issues. Audio issues? What's happening? There's something happening? What kind of audio issues? Sounds good to me. Blah, 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 blah. Sounds good to me. At least uh, <laughs> that guy. Ah, uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I don't think he likes me anymore. That's for sure. But it's fine. I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt by it. Ah, uh, there's Jose. Let's get to that hump in. Hey, careful. Hey, what's going on, Chrissy Wonder Woman, one Wonder Woman, good to see you, yes, good to see you again, but um, yeah, speakers were off, oh, that's, that makes sense, <laughs> is that what happened, hmm, yeah, hello, hello, the drop, that's right, that's right, yeah, yeah I'm good, yeah, I figured, I was like, wait, uh, did I screw up again, but luckily, I'm, I'm trying to make it, you know, trying to make sure, trying to make sure that I turn on the damn mic, make sure that's turned on, and then, of course, my little control center, that's right there, make sure that's going, so we should be good, because anytime that happens, I just feel like, <laughs> that's what it feels like right there, so, yeah, that's right, that is fine, ah, what did you do again, Jarvis, I love that, man, Jarvis, yeah, no, nothing, nothing, Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So let's, uh, let's go through the show without Nutty Grace. I know, right? No Grace talk today. No sketch. It was fun doing those sketches, though. I mean, if you guys haven't, if you guys didn't see the uh, previous show opening sketches that I used Grace, I mean, it was fun doing those. It was, but man, to, uh, to get those montages of so and, you know, well, 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 all that stuff, you know, that was that was kind of rough because it was like, I got to pick one uh, before my ears bleed. So now we're all good. It's all good. Got nothing against her. I've always said I respect Grace for for where she's at. She's built up an audience. She's built up a brand. It's not easy to do. She's done that. But, yeah, sometimes you just kind of go, can you just wait or just not tweet things like that? Yeah, but it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. We got Will Diesel Diesel here too. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, always good to see you. You got to get the Ferris Bueller MVP drop though. I mean, I always have that. Yeah, I always have that on hand. I got to get some more drops, some more audio drops in here too. You know what? I would. I'd, I'd gladly. I'd gladly send her an invitation. I would. I'd have a conversation. I wouldn't, I, you know, like I said, you know, just to see, just to see. Charbonne are always right. <laughs> Love it. Um, and then we got Gustavo. Good to see you, bud. Always good to see ya. All right. <laughs> Hashtag. And then of course Lane. No, Lane doesn't like to he doesn't like to hear that Garza was wrong. Garza was wrong. Um, but anyways, um hope you guys had a good day. I had a pretty decent day too, you know. I got a crush on Grace. Yeah, you, you caught me. You caught me. I got a crush. Totally. Totally got a just big time. You know, just that that blonde hair and that voice. Remember, she had a part in, uh, didn't she have a part in um, Zombieland 2, right? And she got, like, she got turned into a zombie, which was uh, interesting, very interesting. It was just kind of funny. Uh, yeah, so. But anyways, guys, appreciate you guys clicking in. As per usual, make sure you, of course, smash that like, thumbs up. Do that. Do that. It's always good. Helps. It helps. All helps. All that stuff helps. 
Um, I mean, you know, you could hit the dislike button too. I still see that because, you know, the creators still see the dislikes. <laughs> you know, I, I still don't understand that whole thing. Or maybe they took that away. I don't know. I don't pay attention. But pretty much you still see the dislikes. Yeah, if you go into a, the little studio thing on YouTube, you still see your, your ratio. You still see your ratio. So it's all it's all for appearances because everybody would just... I, I honestly think the whole dislike thing that they done away with was because media like the news was getting so many dislikes because people just hate the media now and so that's part of the reason they coursed uh, uh youtube to be like no we can't have that appearance on there we can't do that so uh-oh uh-oh we got somebody already in here online all right come on moderators we already got there you go thank you uh, thank you for your jason appreciate that on top of it and then wonder meg also good job guys see this is why Get some top-notch moderators right here. Get all those porn bots out of there. You know? Love face. <laughs> Online strips without what? I don't even know. Okay. Hey, what's going on, Nicolay? Nicolay? Mr. Vega, good to see you. All right. Let's get the show started. Um, let's get to those tweets, and eh? Let's get to those tweets. Let's see. Make sure all that's good. All right. Let's get to these tweets. <laughs> See what happened in the Twitter world today. All right. Hey, Mr. Chris right here. Ariagada. I, I, I'm probably saying his last name wrong, but he's been working on this illustration poster for a bit right here. And I don't think I'm actually, I, I'm bad at following, so I should be following this guy. Um, good artist right here. He's been working on this. I've been seeing it on my, uh, I've been seeing it on my, my, my timeline. So he said these days, these days the posters, Posters on sale at Gumroad and ArtPal do not stay down that the sale will uh, close soon. Be careful that part of the earnings will go to the medical expenses and the rest of the AFSP, AFSP Foundation. So if you want to get yourself, he drew up some pretty cool stuff right here. Online artist uh, right there. So support that. Definitely do that. So I remember I've just been seeing all this stuff right there. So much appreciated. I always like I always like promoting people's art right there. People's art. Yes. Yes, Meg. Ban Russ. Ban Russ. He's nothing but trouble. Hey, remember when Edgar Wright was going to do an Ant-Man movie? Yeah. Yeah. I still want to see that Ant-Man movie. Even though I like the first Ant-Man movie, I will say. But yeah, there was like this quote right here that just showed up. And I was like, yeah, the most diplomatic answer is I wanted to make a Marvel. I wanted to make a Marvel movie, but I don't think they really wanted to make an Edgar Wright movie. I was a writer-director on it, and then they wanted to do a draft without me and having written all my other movies. That's a tough thing to move forward. Suddenly becoming a director for hire on it. You're sort of less emotionally invested, and you start to wonder why you're there, really. So, yeah, there you go. I still remember that test footage coming out years and years ago at Comic-Con, and it looked amazing. I mean, if you're going to have Edgar Wright direct uh, any kind of superhero movie, you better just let the man do his thing, okay? He'll put his stamp on it, his signature on it, all over it right there. So, yeah, it just kind of sucks that we didn't get that movie, but, hey, you know, uh, good for Edgar Wright for just going out and still doing, still giving us original content. So that's good. But I mean, it's just kind of funny. Like before the whole MCU even got formed, we were the, Edgar Wright wanted to do an Ant Man movie, which you know, not a lot of people knew who Ant Man was. But it would have been cool if we could still see that. But what can you do? What can you do? Here's a crossover right here. Look at Ezra. <laughs> Is Ezra going to war? I don't know. Who knows? But he's holding a Sonic the Hedgehog. 
as he's smoking a cigarette. I think it's a cigarette. Yeah, I think it's uh, maybe his own personal rolled cigarettes, or maybe it's something else. Who knows? Um, you know, cr- crossovers right here. Obviously, there was that Easter egg in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie where we saw him reading a Flash comic book, and now we got the Flash himself holding on to. Uh, holding on to a Sonic the Hedgehog little figurine right there. I know. I'm like, is that a cigarette? <laughs> I know. I was like, nah, I think that's, yeah, you guys are probably right. It's probably, yeah, uh, it's probably a brunt, blunt. It's a blunt. Yeah. Unless he just is like a pre-rolled, unless he rolls his own cigarettes. That definitely looks like, hey, good on him, man. That guy likes to, uh, he likes to smoke one up. That's fine. Like I said, if I got him on the vodka stream, I would not discriminate him lighting one up if he wanted to. It's perfectly fine by me. Yeah, could be a brunt. Yeah, no. <laughs> a brunt, a grunt. Yeah. Uh, speaking of art right here, look at this. I love this. Old style home video style uh, from Aaron uh, Aaron Bailey right here. Showing uh, the Batman. I love it. I love it. I love that old style. Man, I'll tell you what. There's just something. There was something about those old tapes and those covers and everything like that. Those sleeves. That those videotapes came in. I love the fact that there's still the be kind, rewind, please rewind. Yeah, back in our day, kids, we had to rewind our videotapes. We actually had to buy a rewinder. That's right. I remember having a rewinder where you just stuck it in and uh, you pressed it. And then all of a sudden it just rewound the tape really, really fast. And apparently, you know, that was better. It was better to have that as opposed to rewinding it in your own VCR because it could screw up your VCR. I don't know. There was a whole logic of that. Uh, But yeah, VHS. Hey, what's up, Geek Studios? How's it going? I know. I would love to do... Man, there's something like that that I always thought about when it comes to like that old-style video store kind of thing. I don't know, like a setup or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Maybe in the future when when things get, get better, we could do something like that. Rolling Stone! Gives us this glorious image right here, that's right, of the Batman. Uh, I mean, I tell you what, I tell you what, I mean, I think every shot of Battenson, he's always going to have, he's going to have rain droplets on him. <laughs> I mean, I, the, the, the suit is definitely waterproof. I mean, obviously, it's fucking machine gun proof, as we've seen. I'm still kind of curious on what, when it comes to this costume right here, which I am just... Every time, every new image that we get of Battenson, I just fall more and more in love with Robert Pattinson. I'm just kidding. Um, with the the, the costume, <laughs> no, him too. He's got a good chin. What can I say? Don't say anything, Meg. God damn it. Uh, uh when are we gonna watch uh, Twilight too? Anyways, no, just <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, I'm just kind of curious about. Obviously, we've seen in like the TV spot that the cow is also bulletproof. You know, some. I mean. I mean, obviously, you're gonna have, a, have to have to have a Batman that has uh, that's gonna be bulletproof. But I'm just kind of wondering, like, what? Okay, so what's the fabric that he used to stitch the cow together that also makes it bulletproof? That's also bulletproof. See, see, I, I, I yeah. See, she said she wants to do a new moon watch. Yeah, it's gonna happen probably. Um, we'll figure that out. But uh, every time I see a shot of this costume, I fall more and more in love with it. I love the collar. I love how the cape is. Even though I'm kind of curious if the cape can just like kind of droop over his shoulders a little bit. That'd be pretty cool. I'm still curious about what's happening with the Bat logo. What exactly is that? There's just so much I'm curious about. And I really, I mean, and I hope that they kind of, you know, go over 
how Bruce and Alfred made this costume. What what parts of uh, whatever? What what did he put together to put this costume together? Because obviously it is a badass costume that could stop machine gun fire. So yeah, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, no, just another good shot of Battenson right here. And uh, like I said, there's always going to be rain on him. Just hope it, hopefully it doesn't make his makeup run because that's that's a, that's a pain in the ass. You know, you get that water on your face and that makeup starts running and it just goes all down your chin and everything. It just doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good. So doesn't really look too good, but what can you do? Anyways, just love, just loving the fucking costume, man. Can't wait to see more of it. But I don't need another trailer. I think we just go into it. We got what? We're like two months away. We're two months away from the movie coming out. So excite, excite. What's going on, Mr. Resident Justice? Good to see you. This is a cool poster right here. You cannot erase the Snyderverse. Love it. And obviously they took pieces from, uh, some, well, and I guess they didn't take pieces from that, but this is a cool poster right here. Um, yes, they cannot release, uh, erase the Snyderverse. That's right. Never will they erase the Snyderverse. The Snyderverse will always be there. Always be there. And this is an awesome costume. I love it. And got the side and, of course, Steppenwolf right up there, too. It's cool. It's cool, totally cool. Happy birthday to Bradley Cooper, man. That's right. He's done some good shit. Look at that perm. American Hustle. And then, uh, yeah, this movie, American Sniper, which is a good movie too, uh, minus the uh, the fake baby. And then, of course, you know, Ra uh, Rocket Raccoon right there. And hey, guys. Hey. So tomorrow's premiere of Women of the Movement starring, or, you know, not starring Ray Fisher, but he's in, he's in it, of course, on ABC. So that's going to be starting tomorrow. So I'm, uh, I'm agreeing with uh, Mr. Mick right here. Ray Fisher is among the brave ones whom we are indebted to. Let's support his request with the same vigor and uh, generosity that Ray supported our release of Snyder Cut campaigns with hashtag women of the movement and hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher. And don't let, and even if you're going to be supporting uh, some Warner Brothers stuff, specifically the Flash, don't let people discourage you from still tweeting out that hashtag. You can still tweet out that hashtag and, uh, you know, give your thoughts. Give your thoughts on, on the premiere tomorrow. I'll try to watch it, but I know I'm going to try to go to the movies, and I'm not sure if I'll catch it, but I'll try to catch it and uh, so we could talk about it a little bit. But I do want to support Ray, definitely want to support Ray. And, uh, you know, especially since, you know, he put it, he put his career on the line when it came to all the, the Justice League in investigation stuff. And I'm just glad that he's still getting work out there. And it seems like he's going to he's going to kill it. He's going to kill it in that series. So let's definitely watch it. Um, yeah, The Flash. I love this little exchange right here with Black Canary. You really ought to uh, rethink your costume. Some, some um, heels are an awfully impractical part of the battle suit. So he's making note of her wearing heels, and then she just grabs his, uh, you know, his little lightning bolt ear thingies, and then just totally, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about impractical? <laughs> I mean, it's for it's for aesthetic, of course. It's for aesthetic. But uh, you know, hey, if Black Canary wants to wear high heels and fishnets well let her wear high heel and fishnets sure it might not be practical but if she can kick ass still in them i'm perfectly fine with it so we got a bat cycle figurine a real uh, rc like uh motorcycle right here for for the batman which i kind of want that looks pretty cool not gonna lie why not and then we got some art right here alex valkyrie 
Showing that back. Showing that Battenson back. Punching a mirror. It's pretty cool. I got one in red, too. It's like it. I like it. Oh, bat cape porn. You got to love it. Ah, oh, just so pretty. Look at all the pretty capes. The pretty capes. Oh, looks all fantastic. Got to love that bat cape. Did you guys see the, uh, the new trailer for Pam and Tommy? I'm totally for it. Especially since uh, Lily, what's her name, just looks, Jesus Christ. She just looks exactly like Pamela Anderson. It's insane. It's insane how much she transferred in Lily James. But yeah, the new trailer came out and it looks really good. I'm totally here for it. I'll totally, I'm going to watch that. It's going to be good stuff. Um, there's one po posting some more of the um, comic book stuff. This was the comic book I love so much. My Superman, she's posting that, and she posted, like, the little cover of this, of the safe shot right there. And, you know, even, you know, I was, of course, uh, looking at the cape porn. Now we got the, the Batmobile porn right here. Look at that fucking thing, though. I mean, as sexy as sexy as the, uh, the Keaton Batmobile is with the little wiener uh, in front, which I'm still wondering what exactly that is. Um, well, I never knew why there was like the little wiener right here that just kind of stuck out of the front of the Keaton Batmobile. Never knew what it was, but it looked cool. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know if it, uh, really was just for, hey, whatever. But, uh, the bat, the bat fleck, I mean, this thing was just, it's just on a whole other level, man. That, that thing is just super sexy and it's just a beast right there. Uh, we got, we got, yep, uh, yep, yeah, we got the love, uh, the love face back. And then I'm looking forward to seeing, um, then I'm also looking forward to seeing the, uh, let's see, um, whoop, 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 sorry, put user in timeout, sorry, there we go, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a jet turbine, yeah, but no, okay, so, but why is it, okay, all right, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that, so, it's whatever. But I just always found it funny. I mean, it still looks cool. Doesn't it? it actually adds to the aesthetic of the Keaton Batmobile. So I'm okay with it. I'm definitely okay with it. And then, of course, you know, make Raimi Spider-Man four. There's a little poster right here. Uh, that's pretty cool. And then speaking of cape, speaking of cape porn right here. I mean, my God, and there it is. Just all the cape porn you need. And yes, I know a lot of people are commenting. I love it how people are commenting. You could see the rope. You could see the rope in the Keaton. In the Keaton version, of course you can. I mean, yeah, it's 1989. Leave it alone. Yeah, you could see the string, whatever. Not as cool as the other ones. I get it, but it's still pretty cool. It's still, I mean, that started off the whole thing about Batman just crashing through right there. And just, oh, man, got to love the cape porn right there. Jace. So good. And then you got Ezra Miller right here posting on his uh, Instagram. Um I see a lot of people, the, the reason why some people were like, what the fuck is he talking about, was Cyborg to Mud. Now, obviously, when you have Ezra Miller hashtagging something with Cyborg, you'll, uh, naturally, some people are like, what is he talking about? What's going on? But apparently, this means something totally different. Uh, I saw somebody uh, on, the, on the timeline, and I should have, uh, I should have queued that up, that explained exactly what it was. But it, ha it doesn't have anything to do with, uh, with actual Cyborg too bad but you know it's something you know it's still it's kind of cool when he like hashtag something with cyborg in it we're kind of like what what did he do and then we got the batman funko pops gotta get them all gotta get them all that's right look at that even got the batmobile one god damn can't wait can't wait look you got a little bit you got a little bruce a little bruce right there yeah with his hair and everything adorable and then, hey, Wayne T. Carr. Um, unless Snyder actually releases that image, I mean, this is pretty close. 
I would say that uh, this this little mock-up right here is pretty damn close to what the actual image looks like. I mean, my God, good job. Good job with that. It's pretty cool. Another little Funko right there. Superman. I love that shot. Such a badass shot. Such a badass shot. Gotta freaking love it. Hey, remember the movie uh, Epic Voice Guy? Remember this guy? Look at how much weight he lost. Look at how much weight he lost. So much weight. Good on him, man. He dropped all those pounds. I remember he used to do the honest, or he still does the honest trailers, right? Or something like that, or he used to. But yeah, dropped all that weight. So good on him, man. Good on him. Proud of that. You got to do that, man. Mike Judge, he shares uh, new images of um, apparently, you know, when it comes to Beavis and Butthead and a new movie that we're going to be getting. Uh, apparently, we're going to get we're going to get a uh, old Beavis and Butthead right here. So that's pretty cool. It's going to be interesting to see them as uh, full on like old men. So he posted those right here. That's going to be interesting. More Beavis and Butthead. Yes. Make sure you checked out Wonder Meg's uh, first episode with the collector spotlight. With Scott McClellan, which, of course, he's got a crazy epic um, collection right there. So make sure you head over to Wonder Meg's channel and uh, watch it. Give some support. So there's that. And CES is happening tonight, guys. Uh, CES is happening, or today. It's happening this week, I should say. I've been to CES a couple of times. It's a lot of fun. But apparently, look at this. Look at that technology. Apparently... It changes. The, the fucking color of your car can change. What the hell? Look at that. It goes from a white car to a black car. Jeez. That'll help you in a high-speed pursuit, right? That's pretty insane. Just insane right there. And uh, Mr. Phil, Mr. Philip, and, I mean, he, he kind of put this idea out there, and I was like, that'd be pretty sweet. Can you imagine Andrew Garfield as the Joker? What the hell? And then, of course, Fear Jason, you did this real quick. <laughs> I could see it. I could totally see it. Now I want it. Now I want that. Then we got Fear Jason with a, an epic bat flick, rainy bat signal gif right here, which is pretty damn cool. And then we got Superman with a bunch of uh, T-800s right here. That's cool, too. Got all that. That's pretty much. Uh, that's pretty much it. What happened to the tweets? <laughs> I didn't mean to be have that still on, uh, but I did anyways. Okay. So, uh, Mister. Oh shoot. Hold on. Hold on. You. Why? Why does it do that? Ah. Uh, damn it. Hold on. Sorry. I saw the super chat there. I'm getting to you, Alex Lopez. Thank you, sir, for the ten dollars super chat. You're awesome. Uh, ever since Zach T's Final Crisis, do you think uh, he tweaked his storyboards and added elements of Final Crisis into them? What if he's brought back to do only uh, to do a, a Final Crisis, Crisis scenario? I mean, I think I think he's always probably had those elements in there. To be honest, like when it when it comes to what he was planning, what it, what he planned for for Justice League two and three, I think he always had those elements of of a Final Crisis in there, just little bits. Not like a full-on story. See, that's the thing. It's like you, you never, he's never full-on adapted things. He's just taken pieces from, you know, obviously what we see in Dark Knight Returns, Death Superman, uh, you know, Birthright. You, you got a bunch of different things that just get, that you just take, that you just, that you just bring into a story. You don't, you want to do a new story, but you want to have some familiar elements. That's what he did very well when it came to, when it came to his movies. So when it comes to 
the Justice League sequels, it's like, yeah, there's going to be some Final Crisis in there. But let's face it, if you've read Final Crisis, there's a lot that happens in there. There's a lot of characters that are in there. So, of course, you can't just do like a full-on thing. But there's going to be elements, of course, in there. So, I'm sure he had, I'm sure he already had stuff like that in there. So, I'm sure he already had that. So, that's just, I, I'm, I'm sure he had plenty of those elements in there. So, but thank you for the super chat there, Alex. Much appreciated. Always helps. Always helps. So, all right, let's get to the first topic at hand, which, of course, is HBO Max and uh, the day and date. So now we have results. We have results to the day and date. Yeah, the stories always change. Yeah, absolutely, Philip. And thank you for putting that Andrew Garfield idea in my brain. How dare you? Um, so here's the, uh, the article right here. And then we'll, of course, look at some tweets from Mr. Jason Kylar, too. He's pretty proud. He's pretty proud. So has the day and date, the whole day and date thing that happened in 2021, was it beneficial? I would say, I would say maybe a little bit. It looks like, uh, you know, right here, obviously we got the new, uh, we got the new, um, oh man. Oh, uh, I'll get to your 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 super chat in a little bit there, Jason. But thank you, sir, for the forty dollars super chat, Jason. You're always awesome. Thank you, sir. Always looking out. Always looking out. I appreciate it, man. But uh, yeah, HBO Max and HBO hit seven point eight million global sub- subscribers. So it's not fully HBO Max. It's also HBO because HBO Max is not everywhere. HBO is just all over the place. There's like so many different HBOs. At the end of 2021, topping company forecast update. So. Yeah, so HBO Max and HBO combined for a 73.8 million global subscribers by the end of 2021 ahead of company projections for 70 million to 73 million. In a brief interview with Deadline, WarnerMedia CEO Jason Kylar called 2021 the year that HBO Max broke through. He had the service, uh, he said the service is now in 46 countries, which is great, after starting to roll out globally last June. Asked about the split between U.S. and non-U.S. subscribers, Kylar demurred, saying AT&T planned to announce those figures when it releases fourth quarter earnings later this month. So we haven't even gotten those earnings yet, so that's going to be interesting. The streaming stat and a handful of other metrics were delivered this morning by WarnerMedia parent company AT&T ahead of an appearance by CEO John Stanky, I love his last name, Stanky, at the City uh, Bank Investment Conference. HBO Max launched in May 2020 and initially got off to a very sluggish start before finding its footing. The streaming service, which can be accessed at no extra charge for paying HBO customers, started rolling out globally last year, and it also introduced a low, lower-priced ad-supported tier. After initial branding confusion given the existence of other HBO-branded streaming apps, which was another issue they had in the market, HBO Max landed distribution with Roku and new setup with Amazon giving the access to two major U.S. gateways. So internationally, HBO Max is still years away from entering the key markets of the U.K., Italy, and Germany due to prior distribution deals with Sky. Asked about whether Warner Media would try to uh, re- re- whatever the fuck uh, the sky um, renegotiate. Sorry, I couldn't I couldn't read that fast. Agreements which run through 2024. Kyler Kylar said. We're always talking with our partners. HBO Max is expected to have an even greater international focus once WarnerMedia merges with Discovery and uh, separates from AT&T, pending the OK from regulators later this year. Regulator! Anyways, I don't know why I did that, but there you go. There you go, guys. There you go. 
So that's looking pretty good. Not too shabby. It was a little sluggish start. And then, of course, you know who's happy? Jason Kylar. He uh, posted a nice little thread today showing everything. Today we shared news that HBO Max and HBO ended 2021 with approximately 73.8 million subscribers across the globe, up to 4.4 million over quarter three. This is well beyond the best laid plans we had at the beginning of 2021. I'm including the email I sent to the team, plus highlights in Twitter, the thread right here. So he's just throwing everything right there. Spoiler alert, HBO Max was ranked number one. So he's showing like all these little screenshots and tweets and everything like that. Look at that, Zack Snyder. Just Yeah, we know that that was a big part of it there, Jason. It definitely was, right? And it showed all those right there. So he just kind of went through. For context, the first projection shared in October 2019 of HBO Max and HBO was between 75 and 90 million. By the end of 2025, we are almost a full four years ahead of schedule and projection. There you go. That's good. So they're getting there. And that's got to that's gotta make uh, Zaslav pretty happy that he's coming into something that's started off a little sluggish, but it's gotten better. Uh, 2021 has been a remarkable year for HBO and or HBO Max and HBO in that we also exceeded both sets of updated subscriber guidance from earlier in 21. Additional context. In the first three quarters of 2021, we added 3 million plus more subs in the U.S. than Netflix added in U.S. and Canada in the same time frame. I remember when we got those numbers, and that was, that was pretty good. The inputs driving the results are what really matters, starting with the stories we chose to tell across motion pictures, series, docs, plus specials. Our creative partners and the Warner Media team are extremely good at crafting the highest quality of stories that resonate. I mean, I'll give him that, but they're, you know, some of those people up there need to shape up a little bit. So yeah, he went on about all this. Not going to go through the whole thing, but Jason Kylar, pretty happy about that. We, I mean, that this was smart right here. When they, when they launched an advertising supported version of HBO Max, I thought that was pretty smart, you know, lower the price, maybe you get a commercial or two, not too bad. It's whatever. So, you know, sometimes you just got to look at different things right there. I haven't watched the Tiger the Tiger doc yet. I hear it's good. I should check that out. And, of course, the little things and all that. So, yeah, he just was – Jason Kyler was all about his uh, Twitter today. So, you know, that's good. That's good. I mean, hopefully – Hopefully this could lead to, you know, some more uh, great stuff that happens when it comes to HBO Max and, you know, Discovery merger and all that stuff. Uh, let's just hope that that's going to be the case. Hopefully some better decisions are now going to be made and uh, and everything. But, yes, thank you, of course, Mr. McKenzie uh, right there, my uh, my brother from uh, down down under, I guess you could say, huh? <laughs> and a different, a definitely different side of the uh, the globe right there. But thank you. And also dedicated to Cape porn. There you go. That's right. You're all about that Cape porn. So, so thank you for the $40 super chat, sir. Much appreciated. Every little bit helps. So love it. Love it. Love it. When's the merger supposed to happen? Well, it's supposed to happen. It's supposed to fully take place as long as the, the regulators let it, let it, let it go. Let it happen. It's supposed to happen like, uh, March, April, I'm guessing, or I think it's around April. So at the end of the first quarter, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. Like pretty much like the end of March going into April, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. And then it'll, you know, it, it's not going to be like right away. It's not like the day of, and all of a sudden it's just like, there you go. I mean, obviously it takes time. So yeah, like, uh, what Mr. Uh, RJ is saying right there, probably be fully complete by May. It's going to, of course, take some time, but of course things are in motion right there. So yeah. So I would say, yeah, it probably end of March fully, 
fully uh, merged, everything comes together, all the clicks and everything and everything, and hopefully beautifulness happens by the end of May or mid-May, whatever it is. So, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, ah, uh, uh, let's, yeah, so, but... Hopefully we can get, uh, you know, some more uh, great content out there. It seems like that's going to be the case. Who knows? Who knows if that's going to be the case. But, hey, you know, I mean, we could just, uh, you know, get something on there. Something, 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 something. You know, we got some storyboards. Even if it's not, even if it's not fully live action, let's just something, something. Let something come back when it comes to all that. But I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see what they, when it comes to 2022 now. What are the numbers going to look like after the first quarter now that we don't have the day and date thing, you know, and then you don't have you don't have a big movie like the Snyder Cut, like Zack Snyder's Justice League that's going to be showing up in that first quarter that gave that spike. We saw we saw remember we saw the graph. Remember, Ray Fisher posted that yesterday. He posted that graph that kind of, you know, that showed like that big spike that happened when Zack Snyder's Justice League came out. So, yeah, I know it's is a dangerous talk. It is right Yeah. But um, it's looking all right. It's looking pretty decent, so we'll see what happens. But I wonder, I mean, it sounds to me like Jason Kylar, he's really kind of showing like, hey, this wasn't all bad. I mean, obviously the box office money was not too great with certain movies. Um, Certain movies didn't get it. This is why I didn't understand why they didn't release Zack Snyder's Justice League in the box office. Because I'm kind of wondering, like, I'm not saying it would have been like a kajillion, but a limited release would have kind of been interesting to see those numbers if it would have happened. But sadly, they just didn't want that to happen. It just would have been interesting to see what kind of numbers that would have pulled had they released that in the movie theaters, I think it would have done better than some of the ones that did get released day and date. That's for damn sure. A lot of them probably. Uh, I think it would have done, you know, fairly decent. But, you know, it did get that nice little spike when uh, when it premiered on HBO Max, man. When it premiered. When it premiered. So there you go. We'll see what happens when it comes to this year. It's going to be interesting. Hashtag make Raimi Spider-Man 4. So that's the hashtag that's going to be for Toby's Spider-Man. Um, obviously, we have hashtag make TASM3, which, of course, we want to see Andrew. We want to see Andrew get his Spider-Man 3. And it sounds to me like that's going to be that's I, I mean, who knows? There's so many rumors out there. So many things. When I was talking about what, what's going to happen with the future of Spider-Man, I've seen more stuff, too. I'm hearing that Kingpin. And obviously, there's stuff that says that Kingpin is going to be throughout the next trilogy with Tom Holland. And then, of course, people want to see uh, Venom, Tom Hardy's Tom uh, Hardy's Venom. You want to see him take on Andrew Garfield's um, Spider-Man, which I think a lot of us want. And thank you, uh, Caden Reed, for becoming a new member, sir. You're awesome. Thank you, sir, supporting the channel just a little bit more. Appreciate it. Now you can go back and see all the uh, uh, the members-only streams and vlogs right there if you'd like. So, um, yeah, hashtag <laughs> stop it, Phil. You're, you're just going to make me want it more. You're just going to make me want it more. That's what you're doing. Um, Andrew, I know. See, that's I love this idea right here, Mark. I mean, I, and, you know, there's been fan art and stuff like that, too. Uh, I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean... We saw the emotional level that that Andrew's Spider-Man was when he caught MJ. And then, of course, when he talked about losing his, you know, his Gwen. Can you imagine with the whole multiverse stuff if he comes across Spider-Gwen? Another version. I mean, of course, it's not going to be this, you know, it's not going to be his Gwen necessarily. But, you know, 
just to have Emma Stone come back too. Who knows if she would actually want to do it, but man, that'd be, that'd be a crazy idea that I would love. But, um, yeah, but when it comes to Toby, I wanted to ask you guys, I wanted to ask you guys, and I know like we talked about the hashtag of, uh, make Raimi. And I love the fact that they're adding Raimi to it because yes, I like the fact that with the hashtag, because you have to make it, you know, make it unique, make it different. We can't just, you know, don't just make Spider-Man 4 or something like that. The fact that that the hashtag is make Raimi Spider-Man 4, I think that's a good idea because obviously Raimi's making Doctor Strange 2. So he's already back into it. So there's no reason why he couldn't do a Spider-Man 4. And I think that'd be absolutely fantastic. Long as they let him make a Spider-Man 4. But who would you want to see? What would you want to see? What kind of ideas? I would say, like, what would you want to see? Like, what villains would you want him to take on when it comes to this? Like, his version of Vulture, would you want him to take on the Mike, a Michael Keaton version version of Vulture? Or, like, just, like, a, a totally different one, uh, a different kind of Sinister Six or something like that, a different kind of Rhino. Toby versus Craven the Hunter. There you go. I like that. Um, yeah, something like that. You're talking about, like, Ben Kingsley playing Vulture. <laughs> I mean, that's interesting. Have him take on a, a version of Kingpin. Okay. Okay. That's, uh, not too bad, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I, I, I was thinking about like, where could you take? And I mean, yeah, I know. And I, and I kind of, and I kind of like the idea that somebody put out there that, um, that it'd be like, uh, you could do like, a, an old, but he's not really an old man, but you know, I mean, he's up there, but you know, the, like Logan was, you know, do like a swan song for Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, do it in the vein of, how uh, Logan was, I guess you could say. That'd be pretty interesting. That'd be pretty interesting. Goodbye, darling. We'll see ya. We'll see you later there, Matia. Yeah, bring back Toby, yes. Introduce Blade, that'd be cool. Someone said Morbius, okay, okay. Old Man Spidey, see, I like that idea. Ooh, that's not that's not a bad idea right there. John Malkovich as that version of the Vulture. Um, was he always, were they always, were they even talking about that? I don't know, that'd be, I don't know, that's interesting, but... Um, yeah, it would be, uh, it'd be, it'd be, I don't know when it comes to Spider-Man four. I mean, obviously I don't know which characters they would bring back. I mean, Sandman and Spider-Man three had a really good arc when it came to before, you know, it was stolen by Venom, but, um, negative man. Okay. Then maybe the Rhino, the chameleon. There you go. Um, I like that. Some other ideas right there. See, okay, see, I like this. I like this idea too, Eric. Uh, when people were talking about bringing Miles Morales into this whole world, who would be the best one to teach him something? Obviously, the veteran, the the y'all star, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Because, um, I mean, that's what I, that's what was so great about Spider-Man No Way Home was the fact of the matter is like you had the veteran, you had the guy who was like, you had the Peter Parker that's really lost his way, and then you had the really like, even though we've had five movies, he was still the rookie, Tom Holland. You had these different versions of Peter Parker. And um, so when you think like, who would you want to be teaching a Miles Morales? I would say, yeah, the Tobey Maguire one, because he's just the veteran dude. He's, I mean, look what happened at the end of No Way Home when he basically stopped Peter, Tom Holland's Peter, from killing from killing a goblin or for killing um what's his name so yeah deadpool i mean deadpool's gonna show up sooner or later toby versus carnage that's interesting the shocker yeah i already had a little version of that but have an actual good version and then bring in the hobgoblin there you go yeah that's see that's interesting hammerhead (laughs) um toby spider-man versus i mean you yeah have like an have a better version of that bring him back why not bring him back 
Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> uh, Toby versus uh, Vulture and Proper Rhino. Andrew versus the Jackal and the Spider Slayers. There you go. That's something different. I want someone to do like uh, the clone conspiracy kind of storyline or something like that. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, maybe Andrew would be more suited for that. Or no, I think Tom, Tom Holland, Spider-Man can go through that too. Black Cat. They got to bring Black Cat, right? Um, when we, when we actually get, and I saw a video, I think it was on TikTok or something, but somebody put it on, on Twitter. But when we get, when we actually get the a full on release of Spider-Man No Way Home, there's already people that were pinpointing those silhouettes that we saw when the multiverse was like going crazy and you can actually see silhouettes. I only saw... I saw I saw Craven and I saw the Rhino, but somebody pinpointed Scorpion. Somebody showed that Black Cat. There was like a couple other ones that were that were uh, in there too. So, so yeah, yeah. Ooh, Anne Hathaway's Black Cat, not too shabby. It's a good choice. I like that. Yeah, the whole multiverse crashed together with the X Men. I know. See, I just wonder. Like, I mean, the the, the sky's the limit, man. Uh, you, that's, that's why I keep on, I mean, now that the Infinity Saga is done, it's like lean heavily into your fucking Spideyverse, man. That's 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 what I'm saying. I'm like lean heavily into it. I mean, we had Endgame come out. It was the biggest movie ever, and it wrapped up the Infinity Saga. So then it was like, all right, what's next? It's like, let's just go full, full on Spider-Verse. And they fucking, I mean, let's face it. It's, in no Way Home, I, I think it was a little better than Endgame. Just saying. It's got a little better, uh, you know, I think it's a little bit better. I think so. I would say so. Wolverine. I know. I wonder how many times that uh, I wonder how many times that Hugh Jackman's been contacted about all this stuff, especially since now there's this whole multiverse thing. Ah, man, it's going to be interesting. So but I like your ideas. It's going to be, you know, uh, I mean, it sounds to me like uh, I mean, like I said, again, before they even read the script, Toby and Andrew signed on, apparently, according to uh, the writers, I think. I don't know. It was somebody that got interviewed. I think it was the writers. And before they even had the script, they they signed on. So Toby and Andrew are totally down. It sounds like they're down to do some more Spider-Man, especially Andrew. I mean, he got his franchise just totally, it just totally took it away from him. So I'm hoping that he at least gets his movie or movies, but it'd be pretty sweet to also get Tobey Maguire his own movie too. And then obviously they'd probably want them to come back together again. That probably will happen, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Learned his lesson and he's risen as top dog. I think he'll pave. Uh, yeah, I mean he could, but I think uh, Toby. I think Toby's Spider-Man would be uh, the better choice to. Uh, you know, to be the mentor for Miles, but hey, you know, but I think they'll probably go with Tom teaching, doing something. But then again, it's like, what are they doing with the into uh, with into the Spider Verse? I mean, how is all that connected to all this too? That's why I'm curious to see where uh, across the Spider Verse, where that goes in that movie. Because are they going to bring anybody in there to voice their cartoon selves? I don't know. So that's another thing, and I and I think they actually tease that. For the first one, that's always been on the table, so I'm wondering if that's going to happen in this version. I wouldn't be surprised. You get Andrew Garfield or Tommy McGuire's voice or even Tom Holland's voice in there. Um, so we'll see. So much spidiness. I love it. Love it. All right. This was, uh, you know, this is just old news kind of thing. I mean, not old news, but it was a couple, It was like earlier this week. I didn't really talk about it. I didn't come across it. And like I said, it was kind of a slow news day. But Josh Hartnett... It's going to be. Uh, he's been the. He's the next person that's been added to uh, to the Oppenheimer film with uh, Christopher Nolan right here. 
Josh Hartnett boards star recast of Christopher Nolan's upcoming Oppenheimer movie. Because remember, like Josh, Josh Hartnett was like the it guy for a little bit. He was the it guy, and then all of a sudden he kind of fell off, and now all of a sudden he's showing up and shit again. He was in Guy Ritchie's movie, um, Man on whatever the fuck it's called, The Wrath of Man. He was in that movie. He's in a couple other movies, but uh, yeah. So now we got Josh Hartnett in this thing, which is interesting because he was up for Batman at one point. He was up for Batman Begins. Some people were mentioning that. Can you imagine Josh Hartnett as Batman? I actually can because he was also going up for Superman, for Superman Returns. I didn't really see Superman so much, but I think you could have probably pulled either one of them off. But I think I'd see him more as a Batman than I would see him as a Superman. But at the same time, I'm kind of going, well, I'm glad we got Bale. Glad we got, you know. Yeah, I don't know if we wanted to see him in either one of those, but so that's kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, so Josh Hartnett has now been added to the crazy full on ensemble cast of the Oppenheimer movie that's showing up and showing up from, you know, to well, I guess next year. Yeah, I guess we could say next year now, July. So uh, yeah, you got to check out Wrath of Man. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Penny Dreadful. There you go. He was part of that series. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet, but I heard it was really good. So so good for Josh Hartnett. Glad he's like, but uh, you know what? In one movie that do not sleep on, it's a it's a pretty damn good movie. It's a good comedy. It's a good romantic comedy, I guess you could say, is uh, 40 Days. 40, now, is it 40 Days, 40 Nights? Yeah, because don't get that confused with the vampire movie. That, that movie, though. Don't sleep on that movie either. That movie, the vampire movie, I think it's called... I forgot what it's called because I always get that. I always get the titles mixed up because he was in that movie where he was giving up sex and masturbation for 40 days for Lent or whatever. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, both of those movies, the vampire movie and then that movie, those two movies are great. Oh yeah. And lucky number 11. Yes. 40 days of night. There you go. That's what that movie was. The faculty. Yes. The faculty is great too. Robert Rodriguez, baby. Yeah. Um, so we got yeah. So there was yeah, those two movies. Don't sleep on me. Yeah, don't sleep on the the romantic with Shannon Sassaman. Man, if you don't have a crush on her after that movie, I don't know what to tell you. But it's just a good, you know, it's a good fun romantic comedy movie. It's rated R. 40 Days of Night <laughs> was cringe, was kind of cringe. I don't know about that, man. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. I don't know. Have 30 days. Is it 30 days? Of, it's 30 days of night. Okay. See, that's where I'm getting my titles all mixed up when it comes to this stuff. So I should have probably looked it up because I always get those, I always get those two titles mixed up because they have to they have a number and days in them. But you know what to look for. 30 days of night, 40 clothes. <laughs> Is that why we're thinking 69 days of night? See, you guys are funny. Ah, uh, point is watch those movies and lucky number 11 lucky number 11 is a great movie too it's got a great cast it's got a great little twisty turny kind of story it's really good so josh hartnett's been in some 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 underrated gems right there so good on him for joining of course christopher nolan right there happy for him all right who's uh who's watching book of boba fett how we how we like in book of boba fett out there you guys digging it I finally, I didn't get to watch it last week because I was gone. So, uh, and then I didn't watch it over the weekend. So I caught up today on episode one and two of Book of Boba Fett and uh, just to see, you know, and uh, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. It's great. It's great. It's a slow burn. It will. It really is. That first episode, kind of slow, I will say, but, you know, it's cool like to see how he finally, you know, he gets out of the, the pit, the scarlet, whatever. I always get that freaking name wrong. Um... 
Uh, what we see, what I liked was like the shot of him inside there. Creepy, creepy, because it's like you—he's like in the stomach. It's all gooey and gross. I mean, it was like a horror movie right there, like a horror movie. And then all of a sudden, he like shines his light, and you see like a freaking—you uh, see a stormtrooper all there too, and he's in the belly. Uh, Sarlacc. There you go. I always say Scarlack. I don't know why. I always put a, an unwanted C in there. Um, but yeah, I loved—I loved the shot inside. That was just creepy and just. Man, that was like a, it was like a fucking horror light, a horror movie, man. It's like a horror movie, and I just love that shot. And then what I'm liking about the series is the fact that it keeps jumping back and forth. So obviously it's like the present day where he's already taken over Jabba's, uh, uh, Jabba's throne, which you know there's been some surprise in, in episode two specifically. There was like a little surprise when it came to that, but I like the fact that it jumps back, it jumps back to. Uh, to basically him trying to get back to where he was, and you know he's he's fucking around with the sand people, the uh, you know the the Tuscan Raiders. He's uh, messed, you know. There was a there was a train heist in the episode in episode two. You can't go wrong with the train heist, especially in the Star Wars world. Come on. So nice little train heist, good. And um, but like I said, you know it can be a little bit of a slow burn. But episode two was definitely a little more exciting. But I'm liking the fact that. That they keep flashing back and it's kind of just doing like a double story where you're kind of seeing him get back into it. And then, of course, you're seeing him full on Boba Fett. Um, Boba Fett, of course, on the throne. I mean, the armor, I, I do have a little issue with the armor. I don't know why. It just kind of looks a little weird to me. Uh, I think no, uh, the, yeah, the Boba Fett armor, the modern, the, the newer armor, I'm just kind of like, all right. That's cool. Looks like Boba Fett. That's all that matters. Hey, what's happening, Molly? Good to see ya. My friend Molly down there. Hi. But uh, overall, I'm digging it. Seeing, uh, curious to see where it goes. I mean, I love the fact that we're in this kind of world. We're showing more of this world. Obviously, it was introduced with the Mandalorian. But I'm liking the fact that hey, now we're getting more into the bounty hunter thing. And then, of course, yeah, yeah, the uh, train robbery was full on Western. Full on Western. What's going on, Darren? Good to see ya. Yeah, it does definitely take that Western vibe. Yeah, the train ride is very, yeah. And it was just like, it was, it got intense, man. It got really intense when it came to, uh, when it came to the train heist, of course, on the speeders and uh, everything. And then, of course, just working with the the Raiders, the Tuscan Raiders, uh, the Sand People, just working with those guys and, uh, you know, trying to communicate and then trying to teach them how to be, how to take on that train and everything. I thought it was, uh, thought it was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. No spoilers, though, because there was some interesting characters that kind of showed up and and whatnot. Um, but it was a good little episode right there. So if you're got if you're watching it, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely keep up on it. We'll talk about it. And we'll talk about it every episode every Wednesday. So good stuff. Good stuff. Looking forward to the next episode. I'm wondering what more surprises are going to be. So all right, that's it with the topics. So with with the tactics, yeah, the branch scene was epic. Yeah, I know. It was like that creature thing, whatever the hell that was. That was interesting. Definitely very interesting. All right, let's go to the Twitter questions right meow. Okay, is this the right one? That's not the right one. All right, let's go back to the beginning. To my Twitter. That's, the, that's yesterday's Twitter right there. So, all right, this one right here. Okay. So Eric M. Blake, with all the dust-ups and controversies these days and all the struggles we face in our efforts, we must ask questions about purpose in life. In effect, Conan, what is best in life? 
Okay. Cool. Conan, what's best? Are you talking about Conan the Barbarian? Or Conan O'Brien? <laughs> but, uh, hey, yeah, we're all moving past that. We're all looking, you know, we're fine. We're good. You know, no, no, hardly any grace talk today. Uh, Mr. Darren, laugh now, cry later. Spoilers. I think the final scene in No Way Home isn't talked about enough. Do you think Tom's Peter Parker took inspiration from Toby and Andrew for his new suit? Absolutely. He absolutely did. And it looked great. I mean, it was nice and shiny. And, you know, I'm, I, I, I hope they release like a full on still, like a full on still of that costume of Tom Holland in the costume, because I mean, mainly we just saw a CGI version of it. But that was the best. That was that was some of the best. Uh, let's just, just face it. That was that was pretty much the best web slinging that Tom Holland Spider-Man has done in a spider in his Spider-Man movies. So that's good. It's good. Andrea, has uh, Jason Kylar done a good job in regard uh, to ple- of pleasing fans? Well, I mean, he did put Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max. I, I don't know if how much he helped with that, but I'm sure he had a little bit of help. I think, uh, I think when it came to what, what Jason Kylar set out to do was just giving, giving people another option that did not want to go and breathe in the same air as you know, a hundred other people in a, in a fucking movie theater. Um, I think he, I think he was, his head was in the right place, but it's just, it's just, there's always going to be something that suffers. There's always going to be something that suffers and it's trying to find that balance. Um, but when it comes to pleasing fans, I mean, I know some people turned on him already because he didn't restore the Snyderverse. He didn't do anything. He didn't, you know, he posted a couple things about Zack Snyder's Justice League and then didn't really do it. And of course in fans eyes, he didn't do enough to me. I mean, he was running HBO Max, and I like the service. I do. I do like the service. So not everybody's going to agree with that, but what can you do? Murdoch, Murdoch's Wayne. The last line is so fucking important. If Affleck was to ever return as Batman, then it would only be for Zack and Zack alone. So he's saying, like, oh, yeah, Snyder. I called him up, and I basically just was like, listen, bro. I've been talking to Jared and I have this idea for a scene and I just think you guys and I I just think you guys, I think it'd be cool to see. So obviously, yeah, Zach called up Ben and said, hey, I want a scene, Nightmare World, of course. And then he said, yeah, bud, for sure. And of course, like um, he was traveling and he was really busy and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've always said that, you know, Ben was always uh, dedicated to Zach. But, uh, you know, but it is a little different. One one. We must we mustn't forget though too. I mean, especially with what Ben Affleck has said lately about IPs and stuff like that, is it's one thing to just do like a day of shooting or a two days of shooting, how much it however it was, than it is to just come back and do a full on movie. You know, it is a little different, but I think uh, you know if if the stars were to align, then maybe it would happen. But you know. Yeah, but I mean, always when it came to all this, and I even said before there was additional photography that 100% Ben Affleck would come back and shoot additional scenes or reshoot any scenes because he was, you know, he was always about Zach. He was always 100% about Zach. I mean, when you see like the behind the scenes stuff with them and just the way that they talk about each other, it's just absolutely fantastic. RJ, Mr. Resident Justice, if Grant Gustin is in the Flash movie, I wouldn't, I'm pretty sure he is. How would you uh, like to see him be used just as a fun cameo, fun cameo or one scene? Or would you want him to be involved in a third act? So I think I'd want him a little bit more. It'd be pretty cool to see him more than just a, a cameo. 
So I'm wondering, I'm wondering that level because I wouldn't. I mean, the fact that Ezra showed up on the, uh, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths, the, you know, that the whole thing. I, I, I don't want to see just another. I don't want to see just another um, cameo. It'd be kind of cool if he was involved with some shit. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, Clement, what do you think of this Blue Beetle test footage? Do you think we will get something like this in the upcoming Blue Beetle movie? Info test footage that Jeff Johns... Uh, is this test footage? I didn't know this existed. There's actual... Oh, I didn't know there's... Oh, that's pretty interesting. Okay. I think I have seen this, actually, a long time ago. It's pretty interesting. I mean, obviously, it's got to be something like that, right? Yeah, should be interesting. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be something like that, but a little bit more, you know, obviously um, stylized and whatnot. So I'm digging it. All right, and then we got Ryan right here. Hey, Dave, does anyone know the status of the Green Lantern series on HBO Max? No! Uh, last we heard, we had a couple of people that have been, you know, um, cast, but I don't know what the status of it is. Uh, is it still happening? Uh, I think it's still happening, from what I gather, and I'd rather have a uh, Green Lantern movie directed by Denis Villeneuve and call it a day. Yeah, I think he would do it justice, but I think he's going to be fairly busy. But, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet to have a Green Lantern movie by Denny. Yes. Donut Uncovered. Do you think the studio directors should respond to all the rubbish surrounding the Flash leaks? And do you think it's the it is generating suspense for its release? I think it is. I think it's generating some questions. And that's why I love the fact that Ezra was okay for, for Flash movie news people to post his message to him. It's like, yeah, can these people like start talking about I mean that's what's so great about when someone when James Gunn you know, debunk some shit or whatever the hell. It would be nice. It would be nice if there was a little bit more like, hey, can you guys relax a little bit? You know, it's this is happening. Not everything. Don't believe everything. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, do you think that HBO Max is sinking like Titanic? No. We just read the numbers. It's it's doing fine. It's just got some work to do. It's got some work to do. Since uh, Make Raimi's Spider-Man 4 is trending today, what kind of ideas for the story would you want to continue on? We kind of talked about that, but look at this. Look at this baby face right there. Man, he's barely aged. He's barely aged. Hopefully I don't get a copyright for that. <laughs> but um, it should be fine. Secret's out. We all saw that he was in there. Uh, we already talked about that, Andrew, and that was um, mainly what I wanted to talk about when it came to, yeah, the ideas. What would we want to see in his movie? And I think we had, we had some pretty good ideas in the chat and whatnot. So we'll see what happens. It's all pretty exciting stuff. So, all right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, of course, it's Wednesday, so no Film Junkie Live tomorrow. I'm going to try to go to the movies, you know, even though it's like it's January, but there is some movies out there that I want to see. So I'm going to hopefully see uh, Trage uh, Tragedy of Macbeth, uh, the Macbeth movie, obviously with Denzel and Francis McDormand, and of course, Wayne T. Carr, he, uh, he uh, gave his expertise on some of that stuff, and it looked absolutely beautiful. It's playing at a movie theater that I usually go to, so I'm probably going to go check that out tomorrow. And then, of course, we'll have the Vodka Stream. The Vodka Stream returns after a two-week hiatus. Uh, I'll have a guest, and I'll let you guys know. I'll let you Patreons know first, your patrons know. I'll let you guys know after this. And uh, it should be all dialed in and ready to go. And then, of course, we could do the video submittals and stuff like that again. That'll be cool. So, all right, guys. I appreciate you guys clicking in as per usual. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up before you leave. Subscribe to the channel. 
If you want to become a member, do that. If you want to be uh, support the Patreon, um, like I said, I, I have some ideas to give you guys some more exclusive stuff. I will post maybe my exclusive Thursday audio that I usually do on there. So if you want to get some of that, uh, let's look in. Come on, put the music on. Put the music on. But yeah, smash that like, thumbs up, join, all that stuff. It's all down there. And I'll see you guys, uh, of course, this Friday when it comes to uh, the vodka stream and all that stuff. So anyways, guys, love ya. It's good to be back doing at the old grind again. Yes, that's right. I, I am sore, though. Yeah, a little bit. All right, guys, talk to you later.